Hey, this is Julie Mullins, co-senior pastor here at Christ Fellowship Church right here in South Florida. Whether you're across the street or across the world, thank you for taking time out of your busy week to join us for this message. We hope that it encourages you and inspires you to get more out of life. Last weekend, we kicked off this new series, In God We Trust. And we agreed together that it is ironic that the very thing that we have the hardest time trusting God with has the words, in God we trust, right there on it. Right on the dollar bill, right on the back of the, every bill, 50 bill, 20 bill, every bill, there is the word, the words, in God we trust. But if we're honest, a lot of times we have a hard time trusting God with that. We think we gotta hold on to that. <laughs> we think we need some more of that. We gotta keep what we got. Trust God with that. Now I told you last week that I am not teaching this series to you because I'm trying to get you to give more money. It's not my heart. I do believe that as we learn the principles of stewardship and generosity, we will be a more generous people all around. And I'm not teaching this series uh, because the church is hurting financially. We actually are doing fine. We are reaching more people and giving more money away this year than any other year in the history of our church. So that's pretty amazing, right? But I am teaching this series because as I was praying for you and praying for our church, I felt the Lord say very clearly, Todd, teach my people about stewardship and, and generosity and giving and help them get over some of the hangups that they have when it comes to money because I want them, them free in this area. And I'm teaching it because I want you to understand the joy of generosity. There is a joy that comes when we learn to be a giver. Jesus was the one who said it. It's more blessed to give than to receive. You are gonna be happier as a giver rather than a, a getter. There's gonna be a joy that comes. And here's, here's the reason for that. Because God is a giver. He's like the ultimate giver. The first giver. In fact, in the Bible, the most memorized scripture is all about God's generosity. John 3, 16, if you know it, say it with me. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him will not perish but will have everlasting life. See, before you even knew that you needed a savior, God was giving. Before you even took your first breath, God was already making the first move. He is a giver. And this is the important part for you to understand. You have been made in the image of God. You are an image bearer, which means down deep on the inside of you, there is a passion, there is a capacity for generosity on the inside of you, which is why whenever you see generosity in action, whenever you see acts of kindness, you just know it's right, right? Like you see it and you go, that's, that's, that's beautiful, that's awesome right there. Whether it's on TV, they're building somebody a house, giving a veteran something, or you know, you're watching an old run, rerun of Oprah and they're giving away all these cars, you're like, that is awesome. I just wish I was there, that's all. Yeah. As a kid, I had the opportunity to see generosity up close and personal in the lives of my parents. Two of the most generous people I have ever met in my lifetime. They, we didn't have a lot growing up, but man, whatever we had, they were always just willing to give it wherever it was needed. Like I remember people being in our house 
eating our food all the time. People that actually stayed in our house because they had no house to stay in and mom and dad would let them stay there for months and, and they were just always around. I remember my mom, uh, my mom went without a lot of stuff. Like I, I, there were things I knew she needed or that she wanted and she chose to not go buy them for herself. But I noticed she always kept in, in, the, in the cover of her Bible, she had this like Bible cover, she would tuck a, a $20 bills and $50 bills tucked up inside there. So that whenever she was praying with somebody at the altar or praying with somebody in need, if the Lord touched her heart, she was able right then to take that, that $50 bill out and put that in their hand. I went many times looking in her Bible to see if there was any extra change sitting around. I didn't, didn't ever find any. I think she gave it all away. But, but I remember when generosity really hit me the hardest. I was 12 years old and we had just moved back down to Florida as a family. And there was a family in our church by the name of Dick and Mabel Smith. And they invited our whole family to live in their house while my dad was building our home. So a family of four, we just move in with this family and they, they take us in. And Dick Smith was a businessman here in the community. And and I, I, know, I saw something different in the way they love people. Every Monday night, there was this older lady by the name of Mrs. Belford that would show up at the house for dinner every Monday night. And I came to find out that she lived in one of the mobile home parks that Dick and Mabel owned. And it wasn't a very pleasant experience. Mrs. Belford was not very happy. She did not have the joy of the Lord. And it was a, usually a cranky dinner. And I remember after a couple of weeks of this, I pulled Mr. Smith aside and I said, why? why is she here? Like, why, why do you invite her back every Monday night? And he said, well, Todd, we just realized she doesn't have anybody else and God's put us in her life. And this is just one way we can love her and, and show God's love to her. And I was like, ah, oh, okay. I, I noticed the cars that, that Dick and Mabel drove. Now they could have afforded any kind of car they wanted, but they didn't, they, they, they Mrs. Smith, Mabel drove this car called a Chrysler K car. I mean, yeah, you know, it was, it's worse than a Chevette. You know, I mean, it's bad. And I remember I asked her one time, why are you driving this? Because I, I put two and two together that they could afford more. And she said, well, Todd, right now, we're helping a few single moms with their rent. And, and we're helping um, some missionaries down in Latin America, South America, that are they're sharing the gospel. And so we're, um, Richard and I are supporting them. And we're helping to build a, a, a Christian school up in Lake Wales called Warner Southern College. Now that was on top of their giving to the church and their tithing and all that. They, they just lived with this, this big heart, this big sense of, of, of giving and being generous. And as a 12 year old, there was something on the inside of me that just went, that is right. There's something so God-like about what they were doing. And it stuck on the inside of me. You know, I think sometimes we think we've got to have a lot to be generous. You had to own a mobile home park or be a businessman or whatever. No, no, no. You can invite somebody over to your house for dinner. Genero generosity is more a, a state of mind than a state of money. It's not about what you have in your wallet or your bank account. It's really about what's going on in your, in your heart. And generosity is not just for a few. Can I tell you? It is for you. Don't, be, don't get... Believe in the lie that you have to, uh, I'll wait till I have more. I'll wait till I earn more, till, until I get a bonus. Man, when I get a bonus and get a raise and get a better paying job, Pastor Todd, that's when I'm gonna be generous. When, when I win the lottery, oh, that's when I'm gonna, that's when I'll give. No, you won't. In fact, Jesus said you won't. He said in Luke, he said, if you're not faithful with the little, you won't be faithful with 
more. So be generous now with what you've got. Trust, generosity requires a trust in God. That God, it is all coming from your hand. It's all yours, so I'm gonna live open-handedly, which means you can put into my hands whatever you need to put in my hands, and then you can take out and use wherever you need it for whomever you need it and whatever you wanna accomplish in Jesus' name. God is a giver. And this book is really a book that points to the generosity of God. I wanna look at one passage as we begin today. It says this in Ephesians chapter one, verse three. All praise to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realms because we are united with Christ. There's so much in that one verse. Even before he made the world, God loved us and chose us. Do you know that even before he made the world, God knew you and he loved you and he, and he chose you and somebody here needs to know that today. You are loved just the way you are today. God is calling your name. It says he, he loved us and chose us in Christ to be holy and without fault in his eyes. God decided in advance to adopt us into his own family by bringing us to himself through Jesus Christ. This is what he wanted to do. Look at that. And it gave him great pleasure. So we praise God for the glorious grace he has poured out on us who belong to his dear son. He is so rich. I wish you knew. He is so rich in kindness and grace that he purchased our freedom with the blood of his son and he forgave our sins and has showered us, showered his kindness on us along with all wisdom and understanding. There are three unique expressions of God's generosity embedded in that passage of scripture. The first is this, God gives cheerfully. Look again at, at verse five, God decided in advance to adopt us into his own family, to bring us to himself. This is what he wanted to do. Look at that, say it with me. And it gave him great pleasure. God loves to give. And when he gives, he does it cheerfully, not tearfully. He, he, he wants to do it. It's not like, oh, I gotta help these people out. Man, they are wearing me out. I gotta give them something now. They're asking again for, no, he, he loves to give. It, it brings him joy. I love to give gifts. Like, I find a lot of joy in giving gifts to people and when I just know they need something, especially my family, like Julie and Jefferson, and now I got a daughter, what, yeah. I love, if, if Julie ever says, she's, she doesn't say this much, but she says, man, I really like that. She might point at a dress in a window as we're walking by. She says, I really like that dress. Well, man, my mind goes to, oh, okay, how can I, can I afford that dress? Can I go get that dress for her? And, and I'll save it up for Christmas and I'll go, I'll sneak out a day or two later. I'll try to go buy that dress. I'll bring it home, stick it in the closet behind my clothes. And like for the next few days, I'm sitting there going, oh, she's gonna love, she's gonna love what I got her. She's gonna be so excited. In fact, it's hard for me to wait till Christmas. After about a week, I'm like going in there going, okay, I just have to show you what I got you. Merry Christmas, it's October. There you go, right? because I love to give. And I never give a gift to Julie and think, well, I'm glad that's over with. <laughs> or, well, I wonder what she got me. She better got me something nice. She better be listening to what I want in there. No, I just, I just love to give her gifts, to show my love. I, it's just, I am a cheerful giver, right? Uh, and if you're a parent, you understand this. Um, the, Guys, the first time you go buy a little Nerf football to go throw around in the yard with your boy, you're gonna be more excited than he is, right? Or, or for your daughter, the little bicycle with the little tassels on the side, the little tricycle, you know, she's gonna be like, okay. You're gonna be like, this is awesome! Because it's down inside of you. 
this cheerfulness of wanting to give. And that's the way God gives. He gives cheerfully when he gives to you. He's like, here you go. I know, right? It's not reluctantly. It's not with hesitation. It's not out of obligation. God is a joyful, cheerful giver. Well, the second expression of his generosity is found in verse six. It says, God gives generously. He doesn't just give you a little bit. God gives generously. In verse six, it says, so we praise God for this glorious grace he's poured out on us who belong to his dear son. He has showered his kindness. He has poured it out on us. In another translation, that word is lavished. He's, he's lavished it on you. He's dumped it on you. Like lavish means excessive in abundance. He has literally overwhelmed us with his goodness and his grace. He doesn't just give you a little bit of grace, a little bit of mercy that you used up last week. No, no, no. But he gives you, he gives you more than enough, more, more grace than your sin requires. He has so much grace and mercy and, and love and acceptance more than you could even imagine. See, God doesn't hold back when he gives. He doesn't just like give it, dish it out a little bit. I'm gonna see how they respond to my, my generosity and my kindness and my mercy towards them. No, he just, he just pours it on. He's not a reluctant giver. He's a generous giver. Have you ever opened up a, a bag of potato chips and it's mostly air? Like the bag's this big and all the chips are right down here on the bottom. You're like, what is the deal with that? And then you read on the bag, some settling may occur during shipping. And you're like, some settling? This is crazy, I, I got ripped off. Or maybe you go uh, to Chick-fil-A to get some soft serve ice cream cone, right? And you wait in line for a long time and then you get the ice cream cone and you pull away and you start looking and eating the ice cream cone only to find out that the whole middle is empty. Like they went around the edges and there's this cavernous pocket of air and you're like, wait a minute. I just waited two hours for that? Like I can't go back through the line. Can I tell you that is not the way God gives? And man, when, if God is at the machine, the ice cream machine, man, he's shaking it down. It's supersized, it's tipping over, it's dripping off the side, it's awesome. Because God gives generously. I remember when, when I finally convinced Julie to marry me, we were engaged, I was a college student, poor, didn't have a nickel to my name. And then when I got my first paycheck after I graduated, I decided I was gonna take her out and take her shopping. So I, I took her out to TJ Maxx. Cause you know, you can get some Maxx for the minimum at TJ Maxx, you know what I'm saying? So I took her out to TJ Maxx, we walked in the store, she says, why are we here? I said, cause I got a paycheck. And you know what? I'm gonna blow it all on you. I am giving it all to you. You can buy whatever you want, girl. Up to $123.56, it's all yours. Like, go for it. She didn't want anything. I'm like, no, buy that. No, buy, buy it in three colors. Go ahead, just buy it. And I, I spent all of it, 120 some bucks, just all on her. Why? Because I love her. God loves you. And I wanted to demonstrate my love for Julie. And it says in Romans that God demonstrates his love for us in this, that while we are still sinners, Christ died for us. He gave us Christ. And that leads to the third expression of God's generosity for us. God gives sacrificially. It says this in uh, verse seven, he is so rich in kindness and grace that he purchased our freedom with the blood of his son and he forgave our sins. 
Here's what I know. Forgiveness didn't cost us anything, but it cost God everything. He gave his only son as a sacrifice for you as a payment for sin so that we could be forgiven and have life because of how he loves. See, I love you. I love you more than you know I love you. Like, like God has given me a supernatural love for you as being a part of our church family, but I'm not gonna sacrifice my son for you. No, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna give his life for your life. I mean, he's like the dearest thing in the world to me. Why, why would I do that? But that's exactly what God did. If you're a parent, you understand what I'm, what I'm, what I'm talking about. I mean, sure, there may be days your kids are crazy and driving you crazy, but they're, you're crazy, right? You're, gonna, you're not gonna give them up for somebody else. No way, but God, the way he gives, he sacrifices his best just for us. And when we least deserved it, we received the greatest gift that anybody could ever hope for. The gift of Jesus, hope and life, freedom, reconciliation, everything that your soul longs for, God gave to us through the sacrifice of his son. I think communion is the perfect demonstration of what we've been talking about today. Because when we come to communion, when we receive these elements, we are reminded that Jesus, he, he laid down his life willingly and generously and sacrificially. This is a picture of how God has given to us. And it should cause each and every one of us to ask ourselves the question, how then should we give? In light of who God is and what he's done for us, how then should we give? Because truly our response to what Jesus has done for us, man, it ought to be in every single area of our lives. And we really can't talk about our giving until we understand first how God has given to us. So how then should we give? Well, because God has given cheerfully, I can give cheerfully. It's important for us to understand in light of how God has given. I too can give cheerfully. I love this scripture in 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse seven. Here's what it says. Each of you must decide in your own heart how much to give and don't give reluctantly or in response to pressure for God loves a person who gives cheerfully. Why does God love when we give cheerfully? Because that's how he gave to us. He gave willingly and cheerfully. Cheerfully, God gave to us because it, it pleased him. So what does that mean for our giving? What, what does that mean for us? Because if I'm honest, sometimes I give uh, fearfully. I, I've, I've given slowly. I've given insecurely. But God invites us to give cheerfully because when we do, it reflects him to the world. We should give with joy. We shouldn't give with sorrow. We should give with a cheerful spirit because when we can push past our problems and our struggles and our, our perspectives and we can choose to just trust God willingly and cheerfully, man, what he can do with that is unbelievable. To be honest, this has been a journey for me personally. Because ever since I came to faith in Jesus, I, I've kind of understood 
that I ought to give, that I, that I should give. And there have been moments in my life where if I'm honest with you, that was the only thing that compelled me to give. But the Lord has taught me. He, he's shaped my thinking. He's, he's transformed my heart over the last couple years to understand that everything is in response to who he is and what he's done. There is no other way to give than, than cheerfully. And, and so I've been on this journey. I, I don't wanna just give because I have to or I should or I ought to. No, I wanna give as God gave. And God gave to us cheerfully. I, I love that our church is full of so many people who give cheerfully. And there are so many different people who, who come to mind, but I think about Goose and Julie in North Carolina. They've been a part of our church for like 13 years. I mean, they faithfully give financially and in a whole lot of other ways, but the Lord has them in North Carolina right now, and they are more committed to the mission of Christ Fellowship than ever before. And so they're actually hosting church everywhere in their neighborhood association clubhouse every single week. They're cheerfully giving their time and their energy and their finances to set up a place where people can encounter Jesus and if you're tuning in from there today, we love you. I love that we are a part of a church where people give cheerfully in response to the way that God has given to us. Because God gives cheerfully, I can give cheerfully. And because God gives sacrificially, I can give sacrificially. It's important to understand that I can give sacrificially. I think of the scripture in Luke chapter 21. Maybe you've heard this story before. Here's what the Bible says. One day while Jesus is in the temple with the disciples, he, he watched the rich people who were dropping off their gifts in the collection box. And then a poor widow came by and she dropped into that same box two small coins. I tell you the truth. Jesus said to the disciples, this poor widow, she's given more than all of the rest of them. Now when he said more, he obviously wasn't talking about the amount, right? But he said, she gave more, for they have given a tiny part of their surplus, but she, poor as she is, she has given everything that she has. Jesus points this out because this woman, she gives sacrificially. It's, it's simple, actually. It's not about what you give. It's about how you give it. God has called us to give sacrificially. God celebrates those who give sacrificially. Why? Because that's how he gave to us. I wanna encourage you, don't miss the opportunity to give the way that God does. You, you might think, well, well, I don't have a lot. But I wanna tell you that you can reflect the giving heart of God to the world if you give sacrificially. I think of Sylvia from our gardens campus, who is absolutely unbelievable, but she's got two precious boys that she's adopted and brought into her home in the last couple of years. And what I love about her is I can, I can tell you story after story of how she has given sacrificially, how she has given not out of abundance, but out of obedience. And recently she's about to graduate from leadership college at our church. Yeah, and many of you have heard of that or been a part of it, and she's about to graduate, and she heard about a young adult in our church who wanted to be a part of Leadership College, but was hesitant about signing up because they couldn't afford it. And this woman, single mom, decided that she was gonna take care of that expense for them entirely. She was gonna make sure that they could go to leadership college, not out of her abundance, out of her obedience. She was deciding to give sacrificially. It was gonna cost her something. 
And we can make that same decision in our everyday lives to give sacrificially, to give when it hurts a little bit. And I don't know about you, but there's been a few times in my life where the Lord has called me to give something away, where it was gonna hurt just a little bit. (laughs) It was gonna hurt the bank account that week, or it was gonna put us in a place where we couldn't do something else. You know, we'd been saving up for some things we wanted to do to our home, and God asks us to give sacrificially, and it's like, ah, Lord, I don't know. I don't know about this. And maybe it's taken me a little bit longer to give those gifts because they would hurt a little bit more. And I just believe, man, we reflect the nature and the character of God when we give sacrificially. It ought to hurt a little bit. This isn't meant to be easy. It wasn't easy when Jesus laid his life down for our sins, but he did it anyway at great expense to himself. And so I just believe God calls us to give sacrificially. And when we do, we reflect him to the world around us. Because God gives cheerfully, I can give cheerfully. Because God gives sacrificially, I can give sacrificially. And because God gives generously, I too can give generously. It's possible for each and every one of us to give generously. I love the scripture, 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 11. It says this. It says, yes, you will be enriched in every way. Somebody say every way. (laughs) You will be enriched in every way so that you can always be what? Generous. You know what this Bible verse says? You can always be generous. We're, we're, We're often challenging ourselves to sometimes be generous, but that's not what the Bible says. Bible says God will enrich you in every way so that you can always be generous. And when we take your gifts to those who are in need, they will thank God. Isn't it amazing how when we decide to be generous, it's not always us who gets the thanks for that generosity, but actually what this scripture promises us is that if we are generous, God will get the credit. God will get the thanks. We can actually be a part of pointing people to God and the generosity of God through our giving. I think a lot of people feel like you have to have a lot in order to give. And I just need to remind you today that there are no small gifts in the kingdom of God. There are no small gifts in the kingdom of God, but you and I can be generous today. One of the most... um, Exciting things that happens to me as a pastor is every once in a while, I'll get the opportunity to just watch generosity unfold in our church because people will come to me and they'll say things like, we've seen a need in this family or, or we know that this person could use some help and so we want to bless them, but we wanna do it through you because we don't want them to know about it. I've had people uh, from our Royal Palm Campus come to me and say, I-, I want you to help me give Christmas to this family. Like I'm gonna put every, every gift under the tree. I'm gonna take care of every expense because I know that if I don't, they might not have a Christmas morning with their kids. And they just, I mean, thousands of dollars just to help a family know that God loves them. That those kids are seen and they're precious to God. I've had people come to me and say, uh, I know that there's this family who their car just broke down, they can't afford to fix it, and we were thinking about getting another car, and so instead of trading it in, I wanna gift it to this family, can you help me? Or or I've literally had people come and say, like, I I wanna send this family to the car dealership, and they can figure out what works best for them, because I'm not really sure what they need, and I'm just gonna cut the check, and it's this amazing 
privilege because I get to watch generosity unfold and people thank God because of what somebody else has done. Recently, there was a couple at our gardens campus who came to one of our pastors and, and they asked him to do the same thing. I wanna give an anonymous gift to somebody that we know is in need. And so our pastor helped facilitate getting them a, a card and there was a cashier's check in the card and, and it was this beautiful moment of just generosity amongst brothers and sisters in Christ. And there's an incredible, this, this couple who was blessed wrote this thank you card to the family that extended generosity to them. I wanna read it to you. Here's what it says. To the generous church, thank you for blessing our family with such an incredible gift. As you may be aware, we recently purchased a home and we had serious unexpected issues that demanded a significant portion of our savings. When we opened the envelope, we found that the gift inside covered those expenses entirely. We've been talking and praying about how to afford a larger car when our third child arrives this year. Your blessing has allowed us to rebuild our savings and make a purchase possible in the coming months. In the coming months. We can't thank you, listen to this, and God enough for this blessing. We ask him to return this blessing to you in the ways that he promises. In Proverbs eleven twenty five. the generous will prosper and those who refresh others will they themselves be refreshed. Thank you for showing us God's love. Come on, isn't that absolutely beautiful? You can be a part of something special when you choose to be generous and give as God gives. At the end of the message last weekend, Pastor Todd asked us an incredibly important question. We can trust God, but can God trust us? And he was really challenging us to think about how we steward every area of our lives for his honor and glory. And I wanna, ask you a question today that I think is really important for each and every one of us to answer. Do we trust God enough to give like he does? Do we trust God enough to give like he does? Not just to give. It's not, it's not a question of do we trust God enough to give? No, do we trust him enough to give as he gives, to give cheerfully and generously and sacrificially because that is how he gave to us. I, I wanna challenge you. This week, just take one step. Maybe you don't know where to start. I, I understand, I am on this journey myself, but just take one step this week. Maybe you just need to trust God and give cheerfully. Maybe you've been giving a little bit to the church here and there, and if you're honest, maybe like me, it was out of obedience or compulsion. No, choose this week to give cheerfully. Maybe you've never taken that step and just decided to trust God with a gift. You, you can do that this week. Just choose this week to trust your finances to him and, and give, just take one step. Maybe God's been in your ear or in your heart about giving a sacrificial gift, one that seems big, one that seems scary. Maybe it takes a lot of trust. Can I just tell you today? You can trust him. How do we know? Because this is how he gave to us. God's not asking you to do something that he has not already himself done. Trust him today. Or maybe... The step that you need to take today is to just trust Jesus Christ for salvation. If we're honest, some of us have come to church today and we don't have that relationship 
with Jesus. But I want you to hear the God in heaven, he gave his son Jesus willingly. He gave him generously. He gave him sacrificially. He laid down his life so that you could be in right relationship with God. And so if you don't have that relationship, there's only one step that you need to take today. You need to trust Jesus for salvation. And so I wanna lead us in two prayers today. One, for anyone who would say today, I wanna place my faith in Jesus and start that relationship. And for all of us who would consider ourselves followers of Jesus, who would call ourselves Christians, that each and every day we would look for opportunities to give cheerfully and generously and sacrificially and in that reflect the love of God to the world around us that so desperately needs it. Can you imagine how this world would change if we started to truly give generosity and sacrifice and willingness? Can you imagine what the church would be like if the, every time we saw a need, we met it? If every time God asked us to do something, we submitted? Can you imagine there would be no needs, there would be no lack, but we together would be the body of Christ reflecting how God gave to the world? I wanna be a part of that. How about you? Do you trust God enough to give like he does? Jesus, today I wanna pray for anyone who is tuning in right now and they don't have a relationship with you through the sacrifice of Jesus. God, I pray amongst all that's been said today, what they would hear is that you gave your life for them. You laid it down willingly and generously and sacrificially and, and we needed you to because we were separated from you. But when Jesus gave his life because of that, we can place our faith in Jesus and experience eternal and abundant life. And so if that's you, if you want that relationship today, wherever you might be watching from, I wanna ask you, pray with me right now. Just say, Lord Jesus, come into my life. Forgive me of my sin. Make me new again. And for the rest of my days, as best as I know how, I will live to honor you. If you're watching today and you call yourself a Christian, you're a follower of Jesus, and I would just invite you I wanna pray over you that we would begin to give more like God so that the world would see him in us. Lord Jesus, I pray for my brothers and sisters today. God, help us to make the most of every opportunity. God, give us eyes to see the ways that we could give. God, give us a heart to be obedient to you today in our giving back to your house as you've instructed us to give. God, help us just today to take one step in obedience to begin to reflect your love to the world around us. Help us to give cheerfully and generously and sacrificially. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said, amen. Thank you again for spending time with us today. If you're looking to take a step in discovering the more that God has in store for you, just text the word podcast to the number 441-441 and then select the option that applies to you. And if you enjoyed this message, just make sure that you subscribe and check out our podcast channel for past episodes. A special thanks to all of you who so generously give to all that God is calling us to do together. It's really because of you that everything we do is possible. We'll see you right back here for next week's message.